What do you want to make jokes? You want to make jokes about too much Wolverine? Well, then we're gonna take you Wolverine away. You get no Wolverine this week. We've been punished. Marvel's mad, but hey, X Men was great. But we still technically got Wolverine. We got Wolverine in we the digital space, and that was that was tiny great too. Wolverine. Yeah. Welcome to the X Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia, and I'm Wolverine with Draws. Also known as Justin. Today, today, we are talking about four comics. Yes. We've got X-Men Unlimited. We've got Life of Wolverine. Devil's Reign number two. Devil's Reign X-Men number two. And X-Men number nine. pow Is that the order? Is that, are you setting the pace? Are you dictating the outline of the evening? Because I like that. I agree with that. I just I just I just say checking. them in the order in which they come to my mind slash are presented on the table in front of me. Great. Subliminal. So that's the order. Great. Hey, but before but all before that. Before that, there's, before, news. there's news. Obviously, obviously, there's news. So did you watch that Destiny of X trailer? Uh, no. You didn't. When, when did that come out? It was while I was traveling. I think it was like the Friday or maybe Thursday. Let's be completely honest. The days you were traveling, I was... Busy, 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 busy. Classic Alicia. And then you got home and I had food poisoning. So <laughs> Not so classic Alicia. <laughs> there was not a lot of life outside of work or what happens with food poisoning. Right. Well, so <laughs> the interesting visual call out is the parallel between Nathaniel Essex and Irene Adler meeting on a park bench. So like In comparison Moira to Charles, Charles Xavier. Xavier. And Moira McTaggart. So parallels not just in the art itself, but saying that there's some kind of storyline parallel there? We're not sure. It's a teaser. We don't have any ideas of the details of the story, but a visual parallel. Just a little nugget dangled in front of your face. And, And something blows Sinister's mind and he sees all the variation images that we've seen as teasers. Right, So this guy got three different pictures. Magneto with three different visions of the future. Whoa. And it's set about 100 years, depending on how compressed your Marvel timeline is, before Moira and Xavier meet. Destiny of X? No. The meeting that oh, is. Oh, just geez, the meeting. That one meeting. I <laughs> oh, don't know. My land. Well, I believe. So there's. And from interviews that I've read about Immortal X Men, there are. Because you have so many mutants on the council, and especially if you add Celine, who is potentially going to replace Magneto with what all that happens. What? Her face. <laughs> Celine. All of these mutants are super old. They've been around for a very long time. They're immortal. Right. Well, Justin, yeah, now, now they are. Immortal now X-Men. they are, but before they were just really old X-Men. <laughs> just aging X-Men. Most of them weren't X-Men at just that time. Just grandparent X-Men. Centennial X-Men. But the the merging visuals of the teaser, that big long lineup for, by Lennon Francis Yu kind of spliced into each other it was really cool i guess i gotta watch it i completely missed that with the destiny of x at hand mutant kind can finally choose their own path their own destiny the immortal x-men cover wait 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 they can choose it i don't know yeah like it choose your own adventure we were talking about that i'm into it oh that gets complex yeah but i like it and so i i was seeing the immortal x-men cover again or you know the one the mm-hmm. big the uh, big one like the last, last supper, supper one yep. the vantage point where we can see Arako from right mm-hmm. you have that gate behind them 
What if that's Phobos, the base of That's Orcus. Phobos viewing Araco, or that's Phobos that we see in not Araco? That's Phobos viewing. That That is a gate on Phobos that we are seeing because something happens to Phobos, you know? Like, oh, What snap. else would be able to see Araco from that, that vantage point? I don't know. Just throwing it out a there. A sword station? Sword station, yeah, but sword has fallen. Unless it was just Brand. that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brent. Oh, geez. Scoundrel. Anyway, lots of cool covers and preview art. Lots of cool details, and you should watch it. I have the link here if you'd like to. Things to get excited about. Should I do it right now? You can. Should I watch it, and we do like a live reaction to me watching it, and then if it goes terrible, you can just cut it out of the episode? Sure, you can. If okay, you play it. Let me see. Well, you got to flip your computer for me. That's that's going to take a lot. All right. I could just pull it up on my phone. There you go. Hold on. Okay. What the what? I like this music. Ooh. With the destiny of X at hand. Mutant kind can finally choose their own path. Their own destiny. Marauders. Oh my god, skeletons. Ooh, X-Force. Oh, for Forge, what's happening? Knights of X. Dragons. Scary. Oh, well, just X-Men, but it's just Laura. Oh, and Rogue. Oh, Legion of X. The Juggernaut. Wolverine. Oh, he's full of bullet holes. There's Deadpool. <laughs> New Mutants. What is that? X-Men Red. Oh, Storm. Yo, Destiny of X. Okay, that was pretty dope. Yep. I got to watch it like seven more times. Not right now. No, no, not now, <laughs> but amazing. That was awesome. Okay, news. House of 92. House of X. Oh, yeah. The, like, old school, new school. There's an interview on sci-fi about the series, and every time I learn more about it, I learn I want it more <laughs> because it's just sounding so much cooler and cooler every time I hear about it. Yeah. At first, it was like, what are they doing? And I, I haven't read any of the interviews or anything, so I you want still- a brief synopsis? Not, nothing spoilery. But... Yes, as long as there's no spoilers. Right. So it's the constraints. In the interview, they talked about the constraints that were held on this story, so- they're introducing the, the beats of House of X and Powers of Ten, but in the 1990s. So they only have access to the mutants that were introduced at that time. They only oh. have access to, like, what does Orcus look like if you only have the human villains at that time? So this is like a what if. Essentially. What it's a, if Hawkspox happened in the it's 90s? It's a five issue what if, yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's like, what does the five look like? Back in the 90s. I mean. If there is a five, because I don't know if you can do resurrection at that point. I'm going to say something and I might get hate and, for it. And so what? What is the point of this story? This is a fun comic story. And and also it nostalgia driven and it beats further. It goes further in the story, not just recalling the things that have happened in the Krakoan era, but exploring other ideas from that as a starting point. Which I think is cool in concept. It's not just redoing. Well, yeah, it is cool, but then it's five issues long, and then it goes away, and nothing comes of it. Unless people loved it, and then it 
You know, oh uh, God! And then so, we've got two versions, two timelines of Krakoa happening at once. Yeah, crazy! Two timelines of the same story that's never happened ever before, all the time ever. Mm. Grumble, grumble. Weeks without Wolverine, right? <laughs> so, like the opening told you, we we don't have Wolverine this week. We'll, we'll get a double dose next week. We and, got Wolverine in Infinity comic, and we might even have a surprise after that. I read half of Wolverine Origins. A surprise. On my trip to D.C. over the weekend to get my Wolverine fix. And it's funny because the first issue is set in D.C. and connects to Captain America and others. So I thought like, oh, That's wow. funny. Relevant. Yes. And last bit. Today we have some listener discussions slash mm, questions. Yeah. Edition. So exciting edition. I've been trying to ask some non-spoiler questions on social media about the week's issues before we record to involve you all in some of the conversation more. And then today we put out a call for this week's books. Any questions on our Instagram stories? Mm-hmm. Planning to continue both. So join in. Let us know what you yeah, think. Yeah. And what do you have questions about? Yeah, we'd love to know your questions. You know how Justin gives me questions at the end of every issue. If you have questions you want both of us to answer. And if you make it so I don't have to write more questions, that's that's, that's great, great too. too. <laughs> I mean, so many of the questions that we got, I was like, oh, I was going to, I mean, that's cool. We'll still talk about it. But, <laughs> but you were going to ask it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something the, along that line. Give the, oh, yeah, for the sure. people the credit. Oh, absolutely. That way it's more exciting. We may not get to everything always, but it definitely helps further the conversation and just keeps it fun keeps yeah it yeah and if you are a person who submits multiple weeks in a row and we will make sure we get to your absolutely question at least one of those weeks all of our listener questions and discussion topics today were about x-men which is either a sign that everybody i mean everyone loved x-men that much more or we just need to have a story post and question for each issue because it was also the title yeah that was that was cover. shared right? yeah we just shared the the post of this week's books well, yeah. Anyway, but, that's it. That's, you know. That's enough inside baseball. I don't like sports references. I like it because you I don't, don't even like know it. what inside baseball How many times means? do I have to explain inside you baseball to you? Probably 700. Jargon. What does it mean again? It's, it's like when you're describing the inner workings of your thing to someone who is not in depth on your thing. It's like me talking about base reality and you're just watching an improv show. Inside baseball. It's like the the specifics that a layperson of whatever it's you breaking down the dance moves while we're watching something. I'm just like, I'm just watching. I'm just chilling right now. All right. Well then I don't like inside baseball. Why? Because sometimes That's how specialty is distinguished. That's how people are people, babe. All right. Well, and then I guess I don't fully understand it, but I don't care to. Well, maybe in three weeks when I use it again. Yeah, then maybe it'll click the <laughs> third or fourth time we go over it. Uh, I need I need new like concepts that I'm going to slow introduce into aye, your lexicon. Aye, aye. Lexicon baseball. Roll the decks. They're <laughs> not the same things. All right, what are we Little talking about? Black first? book. What are we talking? <laughs> um, X Men Unlimited wait, number twenty four. I just have to let everybody know that I am in like. I don't know, a extra giggly, weird, excited form today because i had three days of food poisoning and today is my first day like back in the world so i just feel really excited about everything about sitting up about eating food about having conversation talking about nerd things yeah so okay so what's first is the first thing i said was x-men unlimited number 24 number 24 an infinity comic by declan shalvey 
Warlock and Strong Guy team up. This this crisis averted in an interesting way, calling out the Phalanx tech as he drives. And I love this. I, I am going to say it multiple times because every time it's used, I like it that much more. There was one that went on a little bit longer, but these scrollers in this week, I, yeah. I feel like this is some of the best scrolling panels that I've seen. One scroller in particular, I think I was, I when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, Justin is going to be so excited is it the Wolverine by one? this reveal. No. Oh. The Wolverine one. We'll get through it. The phalanx. Oh, but right now I'm talking about in the plane and the fact yes, that like they're yes. dropping down and we see it essentially as they're experiencing it, which I just, I love that. Yeah, it's a good effect. But yeah, the crisis is averted, which I think is great. And you got Wolverine shaking down the aim agents. <laughs> I love strong guy. That dude is so dead. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to make it. Yeah. Deploy the hayseed. And then we get our longest scroller ever. ever. With so many direction changes and then and then i am vulnerable it's cannonball still blasting which i'm not mad about i'm just curious as to is he hanging out in the x-jet the whole time and the whole time we just didn't show him i don't top secret i love this team more and more add a couple more and i'm in (laughs) and these team up shots with cannonball and wolverine as he's carrying him he's like just drop me off in there it was this one in particular where he's lifting him up. Yeah. I love it. It's Best like friend. It's like a different take on the fastball special. Yeah, it's true. They talk about it being a personal mission. And are we, are we talking about like another hostage outside of who we've seen, Maddie? There's obviously the person that we see later on. Right. Well, they're, they're still looking for whoever that one more person is. And I'm and, not 100% clear if the team knows who it is who's missing or the team knows that there's just one other mutant missing. Or if Cannonball knows that someone in his family is missing. Oh, like his wife? Or one of his siblings. The Guthrie fam runs deep. Ah, you think that's a Guthrie? You think that's a, hu- that's a husk? Potentially. I mean, and there are others too. Melody but also... And- the girl or the person in the tube bears a striking resemblance to Maddie, to Maddie herself, yeah, which is interesting. And Maddie is mad. She mad that Wolverine doesn't remember her from the future. From the future alternate universe. <laughs> it's this. It's this scroller that I just loved. It's Wolverine getting dropped and then busting through the ceiling mm. and then tumbling and landing onto the ground. It just feels like animation. Yeah. We just see these three instances of his motion as he does one larger movement. I loved it. I know old you. Not you, you, but old you. Because there's so many friggin' Wolverines. I know. You best listen to your friend. Yeah. Because we get that little tease at the end with the warlock eyes. I love warlock. I just can't. I really like this one. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what's about to happen. Writer and artist Declan Shelby. Letters, Joe Sabino. BC's Joe Sabino. I feel like it's getting better and better. Yeah. It's real good. It's real good. The life and times of Wolverine. So chapter seven, fight or flight. It's your, we, are you going to be upset if this is all we get of Weapon X? In Life of Wolverine? Mm -hmm. No, this is, this will probably be all we get of Weapon X, the program. Maybe we'll see Albert in LCD later on, but. Can you break down what the heck you just said? (laughs) (laughs) Albert in LCD? Yeah. Albert is a robot version of Wolverine. Kind of has some similarities to X-24 from the Logan movie. A robot 
version of he, he Wolverine. Looks, he's a cyborg. He looks like Wolverine, except he's a robot and under control. So, And then LCD is uh, E-L-S-I-E space capital D-E-E. She is a girl robot who is like his handler and also is really violent and destructive, but is given the, the form of a girl to throw you off. Oh, because you think girls can't be violent and destructive, you so there, foolish So there are probably other elements of the Weapon Plus program, and, and even X-23 will probably see reference, I would hope, at some point, and just the connection to Weapon Plus. I, I Immediately, I liked this, though, as I was going through. Even though it's a list, like everything else, it's a cool revisit. I definitely would recommend to actually check out the Weapon X trade or also, story. what's going on with this other thruple? That's Logan, a, the man, and a redhead he, that, that together is not a in thruple. the woods. That is not a thruple. That in the is, snow. He does have some feelings for Heather, but that is not a... You don't know. I do because of the tension between James and James, essentially. James and James. Well, it doesn't matter because Alpha Flight has formed. Right. And he Just fights the Hulk. Really and he has cool, that ridiculous outfit. Really cool homage scenes. They're essentially reprinting highlights from the trade that I just picked up of Weapon X. So you see this one? Yes. I want to show you. I see Weapon X in the snow. The original, which I would say if you haven't seen or read Weapon X, the original, definitely check it out. The Marvel Comics Presents, I think it's like 79 to 89 or somewhere around there. It's probably in the book that I'm looking through. 72 to 84. Oh, yeah. And just the colors and interesting look of barry windsor smith's original you should put that up on the instagram a little side by side a little side by side so everybody else can see what you're talking about yeah sure <laughs> amazing i don't know if you want to look through this but don't because it'll spoil things if Not you ever read it right now but yeah I, I mean i thought it was good i did think this one was more interesting it's not all of them are feeling just like a bibliography of wolverine so that's good I enjoyed it. I loved it. It's I loved good... it. You can't tell me anything else about it. It's great. Okay, it was great. It was great. It was a little taste of Wolverine for your week. Shall we move on to those physical comics that we've got? To your girl running into yeah. some trouble. <laughs> Emma, Emma, get it, Emma, get Emma. it, Emma, Emma, Frost. Emma, got it. You gotta watch out, Emma. No, she doesn't need to watch out. She's got this under control. I don't know. You see all those other reveals? It's under control. Everyone knows I love Phil Noto, especially on covers. This yeah, this cover is so cool. Amazing. I'm taking this design class, and there's a Phil Noto in the class, and I lost my mind. But he's a doctor. He's not the same guy. And not that Phil Noto, a professional designer <laughs> and comics artist, would be taking a continuing ed design class on you never know. weeknights at, in Providence. You know? Could be freshen up. Could be. Yeah, but this cover is amazing. The art is amazing. Oh, it's the first of your couple of Jerry's. Couple of Jerry's. I, I just use that now as a casual term, and no one knows what I'm talking about. Oh, we got a couple of Jerry's this week. Chris was like, what? <laughs> it means a couple of issues written by Jerry. Yes, and I giggled throughout the entire pair of them, and Alicia called me out on it. Yes. There were so many times I laughed. Can hear us dive into that a little deeper on our Patreon exclusive uh, because we recorded our Patreon exclusive late. So it just went out yesterday on New Comic Book Day. So because of all the things aforementioned. All right. Anyway, Devil's Reign, X-Men, number two, beautiful cover, 
ready to dig in. Mm-hmm. Page turn noise. When observing Frost, make sure the photographer has the absolute minimum of information and the longest lens available. Distance will serve us well, Mr. Wesley. Wilson you s- Fisk. You said that so much like... Vincent D'Onofrio? Yeah. He's coming to Rhode Island Comic Con for the 10th anniversary in, what, November? Oh, no, stop it. Yeah, he'll be here. <gasps> in my city? He'll be here in my city? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm going to put that on something. I don't know. That's something. I'll make you a t-shirt. You can wear it to Comic-Con. Disney will take it down two days later. Shout out to anybody that bought Technogan because Disney took it down and you now have an exclusive limited edition shirt if it actually gets delivered. I didn't even get one. Right. I didn't even get one. So So. if you're someone that purchased Technogan and and you don't get it or you get an email from TeePublic saying, sorry, this got taken down, just send me a message, Okay. Send us a message. We're going to figure this out because... We'll go on Redbubble. I spent a really long time intricately putting in every little one of those little techno things. Made that design out of shapes and colors. And I understand, but also I I still want to give it to you. So send us a message. We'll figure it out. But for right now, it's off to public. Sad, sad day. All right. We're digging in. Legal team's telling it. It ain't great. Anything else that can get us in trouble? Ah, yeah, I mean, maybe, probably, but let's not bring it up until they do. I love that. Let's let them bring it up, and What's then your... we'll deal with it when it comes. These are these were awesome. I loved them. Sue Storm, Tony Stark, She-Hulk, Nick Fury, all of the different deceptions that Emma has done in Kingpin's name or connected to Kingpin. I love it. I love seeing Emma in her little villainous role. It was a. It was definitely a revisit to the villain, but it was a lot softer in those reflective eyes. I feel like there was a lot of information of the current Emma giving a rose color to the villainous time. You know, she had a lot more heart than I remember her from her original days. Well, I think it. I don't want to hear that. And <laughs> this is who uh, she is. Okay, Kibbutz just like Nick Fury's just like mid sexual encounter. Yeah, did he lock himself up or did Emma do it? No, I think the girl in the bed did. Right. <laughs> or at one point, and then Emma took the handcuffs and was like, hey. But all good stuff. Title page, Secrets of the Past. Truth and Consequences. Written by Jerry Dugan. Art by Phil Noto. Letters by Clayton Cowles. He sees Clayton Cowles. Clayton Cowles on a double duty. There's a couple of Claytons, too. Oh, gosh. Oh, jeeves. We got our Hellfire team up. Party Crasher, Electra coming in. I love the two of them's relationship. I do too. Uh, especially I don't here, know if yeah. that's a thing from past comics. I haven't seen it. But I love it. I don't think it has been, or at least I don't know about it. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. But just this reveal of them being the different witches is yeah. new in my mind. Yeah. The good witch, the bad witch. I'm yeah, here for just, it. This as a concept is because a lot of Because neither of them are the good witch. Right. Both of them are a bad witch. Well, I feel like that's... It's like good cop, bad cop. Yeah. But also this relationship and just the way that Electra brings it up her action is fastened to the point but emma's is more drawn out the, the death of a thousand cuts right and she's ruining someone versus electra's just shutting the light off right and electra is it's very redeeming for electra to to be like a child saw me right and i'm not to, about to go murder a child exactly she's so got some can you kind take of care standards of this, please yeah <laughs> but i also love how the like silly little hellfire goons, goons yeah. like Electra just keeps knocking them out 
Like every time they come into the room, she's like, not today, not they are, now. They are discount henchmen. They just like remind me of the putties. Absolutely. That's exactly what they're... <laughs> when I was a kid, I always wanted like 12 putties, but my mom <laughs> would never let me get 12 of the same action figure. You so, don't need it, Justin. Well, now I'm an adult and I have eight Hellfire guards and an obscene number of shield agents and scrolls. And aim soldiers. I have a lot more Hydra soldiers than aim, but yes. <laughs> But anyway, they're going to go get the job done. They're going to go take care of business. But this girl has already told her foster parents who have already gone to the cops. Yeah, they want that money. Who was it? Who could have imagined I'd be trudging off to do charity work for the children? For Ooh, the children. For the children. Yeah. Fisk already knows. The gold badges know. Big Will- <laughs> the gold badges know. Big Willie knows. Big Willie. In my city. Two instances of no witnesses in both books. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I love this. Spider-Man chopping I, on I a burger. I love this so much. Ro- Roman in his black suit. <laughs> I love Spider-Man. I don't know if I talk about that at all. Spider-Man oh. has always been my favorite character. X-Men has always been my favorite team and comic. For a second, I was like, Justin, I know. To and then you, I was like, yes. you're telling the podcast Yes, I'm people. telling the people. You're telling the people. <laughs> you have seen my obsession of Spider-Man. But the yeah, it's just what we're seeing too. Black fabric. Spider-Man, that's not the symbiote. At least I don't believe. And he's flying around. He's jumping around. It just places it in time. Which which one of you screams like a hot blonde? Wait, how did I know that? (laughs) Also, I love that he's like, I got rid of a burger for this, so it better be (laughs) good. good. Like, that's true, Spider-Man. Because they're running into problems, right? So it's the Kingpin sent henchmen to take care of this girl. And Kingpin, you have no mercy. It's a child. The witches are there to prevent that. And now they're button heads. At least pull a Thanos and make her your kid. <laughs> I love this whole interaction. And all, I mean, I know we talked about it at the beginning, but the art. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this this shot of Electra slicing the guy's throat. Over my dead body. I just love that. Like, we are not hired for Spider-Man kind of action right now. Right. Like, I'm not ready for that. I'm not getting paid enough for that. I did not sign up for this. And I also wasn't prepared for the ladies to be here. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be in, kill the kid, and leave. And we're done. No witnesses. No witnesses. I help people. I'm the good witch. I'm friends with Spider-Man. Who are you? <laughs> Ignore him. He's a dullard. Ah, yes. Very charmed. Thank you. I just love it. <laughs> I love their interaction. It's so funny. Wait, but he's got a good question. Are you kidnapping me? Yeah. And she's like, well... Why don't you just follow me, okay? We're friends. And then this page, I, I could I could print this page. I could get this page framed so it's just so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's just the whole glimpse like this, into Spider Man's deepest, darkest right. moments. This is him. This is just what makes him who he is, what forms him as a person. Uncle Ben at the center of it all. And his pet and his bills. Be a dear, yeah. forget about this and it, get out of here. It's just so beautiful. You, yep. were just, you were just a boy. And that last panel, I laughed out loud at this. I've never been in a limo before. Being kidnapped is awesome. <laughs> but you know, there's eyes everywhere, right? This one guy, it's been his career job to follow Emma Frost wherever she goes and take photos. And that's how you know, like, Kingpin, he has, he cannot be trusted. Yeah, he's got he's one person assigned to, to one everyone. Right. He's got someone on Electra. He's probably got someone on Wesley. He's just oh, yeah. he's holding. He's got collateral for every situation. That's and how the, he's at it where he is. The sheer directive of don't get 
close. And don't know too much. And don't know too much. Because if you if you were to get any photos of Emma taking this girl out of this attack right. or seeing these other guys in the background, you would know. Yeah, you'd have a problem with that. That she was saving her. But the fact that Emma knows that this child is alive, that's why I'm not worried. She's got to be able to find her, though, and the child has to be able to talk. She gets, it's going to be she's fine. She's an adult now, but yes. It's going to be fine. That's cool. I don't want it to be fine. I want there to be some friction. But yes, I assume that Emma's not going anywhere. She's not going to rot in jail. She's Emma Frost. She's That's right. Emma, Emma, get it, get it. Emma, Emma Frost. I haven't been able to sing my song in so long. She hasn't been around. I really missed her. Yeah. This issue was everything to me. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Thanks, Clayton. <laughs> Thanks, Marvel. Anyway. Data page. D -d -d Data page. Emma Grace Frost. This is the dirt file. So much I want to read it. I laughed again. <laughs> Subject observed killing a pony with her mind. Oh, my God. I only found out about that because of the X-Men election. In Firestar. And yeah. Firestar. Butter rum. And it was like, Justin was like, Alicia. I need to let you know we that this thing happened because it, you, it some, might come up. Some bad things might. There's a lot of bad things about Emma that could come up, and that you know you can ignore as much as you want. I do not ignore them. You I just acknowledge them and attribute them to the writers. Let's. While I'm looking <laughs> at you, right behind you is a picture of the Punisher, another character who has done horrific things. Yeah. But I will excuse because I like them. It's really just a personal bias, okay? Yep. Like some people can excuse everything that Charles Xavier has done because they like him. Me, I choose to pick on them. That person is Emma Frost for me and and vice versa for other people, you know? There you go. And this moment... This threw you off. I was like, Emma, why are you wearing Kate's outfit? What are you <laughs> doing? What is happening? I loved being here while you were reading that. I was like, what the heck is going on? Well, she's getting the drop on their surveillance team, it's but... Just, it's not an outfit for Emma. It doesn't, look, it doesn't look right on her. It doesn't look good at all. But she's going to London, so she has to dress like a royal guard or something well no she's dressed like kate so that people are not looking for her well put a wig on <laughs> but anyway but union jack gets the drop on her oh that's who that is yeah i didn't think you'd know who i it was, had so I no idea figured i'd include his name like, who is that guy but did you kill that kid did you kill the kid hey did you did you kill the kid is the kid She's dead like, because of you nah but also he doesn't even give her a chance to talk it out He's just like, yeah, I'm going to hit you with this gas and punch you in the face. And she's like, you'll be hearing from my plastic surgeon. Well, I mean, this is England. Krakow and Gates are not welcome. We are no. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. It's true. It's Get true. Get that fake British accent out of here. But I'm not worried. I'm not. Sins of the past. What's that Krakow? Justin, I don't know. I'm more asking me. I'm All more right, like good. Saying, because I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna know. I'm stand never gonna know. trial. Stand trial. She knows. I don't know. There's some, and especially because I, I practice it a lot. There's some that I just look at and I know. Well, yeah, but you practice it a lot. Emma's not gonna be on trial for very long. What'd you think though? I loved it. I loved it. What'd you like about it? I like the character dynamic between Emma and Electra. I like the world building and the layers with all the history of them in Kingpin. I like a Spider-Man cameo. Yeah. 
I, There's so many good things. Yeah, I just I, I really liked it. The art, gorgeous, wonderful. It was it was an Emma book. Like yeah, this absolutely. was an Emma book, yeah. and I haven't had that in a long time since Marauders was ended. Was that like two months? <laughs> kind of, I guess. And a it, month and a half. It's too long. I needed it. I needed an Emma fix. It was just what I needed. Yeah, it it definitely. I really liked it. It definitely explicitly followed Emma's story that was set up in issue one. Just a little branch off the Krakoan treehouse story. Now focusing on her going after Fisk, which I'm not mad about. It. I enjoyed it too. I really like this issue. I would like to see the other team come back in at some point, maybe in the the end. But honestly, from the cover, it looks like it's going to be all about Emma. She's in a prison suit, prison outfit, diamond <sighs> shape. Diamond form with the reflection of Fisk in the face. Oh, my you God. You can see his Every face. Every time in... you say Fisk, now all I can think about is Rhode Island Comic Con and what are we going to cosplay as? And we're going to get a photo with him, right? And like, how many things can we have him sign? And I'm so excited. You pick one thing. You get one. The picture of us with him. What was your favorite of the revealed deceptions? So Emma's Ooh, different things through okay, time. Hold on. Let me go back. Let me look at my options. Not the Sue Storm thing. That was weird. I didn't like that. I I did. Um, Impersonating someone to make bank fraud, basically. I think the Nick Fury one, because yeah. it's just so ridiculous. And and if you get the jump on anyone, that that's the coolest person to do it to. And it was just intriguing because she says you need to look the other way when the weapon that wears red, white, and blue is deployed. Right. And I'm like, what does that mean? Right. Are you talking about Captain America? Are you talking about the Winter Soldier or, like, or his Bucky who are you? Barnes? Yeah, exactly. Tell me more. That's, I'll never find out. Maybe. That's kind of what it is, though. But I just intrigue by that one. Any more questions before we move on, sir? How do you feel about your girl? You think you've, I think you've answered this. You're fine. Every, everything's fine. You know, yeah, everyone I mean, loves sure the and queen. I'm sure there's going to be like a little turmoil, but she's going to be fine. She's going to get out of it. She's going to fix it. Or Electra's going to come and help. Like, Or this girl's going to see that she's... Emma's being accused of killing her and she's going to come out of, you know... Witness protection for this random gonna woman? She's just going to be like, this random woman, she saved her life. Or kidnapped her. Saved her life. We don't know. Saved her life. Don't be ridiculous. What did you think about seeing Spider-Man? You, you, that was I one of your highlights. It. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Uh-oh. We're going to have to start reading Spider-Man comics. Uh-oh. No. <laughs> Zeb Wells is writing Spider-Man. I know. I know. You've said that multiple times. You go for it, babe. Read we'll that Spider-Man. Tell me all about it. Show me the art. I'm here for it. Yeah, I I'm ready for it. do not have time for any more comics in my life currently. Are you ready? I'm ready. To talk about X-Men? I am. Number nine. I have loved this cover for so long. It's so simple and yet so narratively cool, but it doesn't really deliver on today's content. Well, what I said earlier when we had a brief discussion about it was that it is a metaphor for Orcus coming into the council. Yeah. Being present That's in the council in about. some yeah. way. But it is a little disappointing that this, you know, bloodbath over here didn't actually happen in any way. Or maybe it hasn't happened yet. I also think about it as Orcus and its leadership being committed to standing against Krakoa in the same way that they stand against Orcus. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's really saying, hey, right. we're, we're on equal levels. It's very symbolic. Yeah. And the trading card variant is equally amazing and delivers on our guy, Phalong, who I may have been pronouncing wrong. PJ has let me know. Thanks, uh, PJ. 
I don't know how to pronounce anything. I looked it up and there's a couple of different pronunciations. There's actually one on uh, English to Chinese web dictionary page that said Felong and then there's another that said Felong and let's call him Mr. F. <laughs> I mean, also though, like we say Krakoa and then we talk to like people and they say Krakoa and I'm like, what's the right one? Is Krakoa and Krakoa the same? You're just putting a different emphasis. Krakoa. Krakoa. Well, I think that's because you think of Krakatoa, but I say Krakoa. What is Krakatoa? I know it's something. Is that a math thing? It's a volcano. <laughs> I am proving to just not be very smart the last couple of days. Y'all, I was over here saying that a millennium was a million years. A caldera in the Suda, Sunda Strait between the islands of Java and Sumatra in the Indonesian province of Lampung. Excellent. Excellent bit of knowledge. Part of a volcanic island group comprising four islands. Anyway, let's get into the comic. All right, here we go. Page turn noise. Oh, I love I loved this as a narrative framing device. We see these three leadership bodies and they're essentially telling the stories from their individual perspectives. This this idea of the incoming war. Mm. But the dialogue is explicitly weaving and completing each other's sentences as they talk about different things. They're not saying the same things, but it, it just reads like one continuous story. But it's interesting because when you think about the fact that they are essentially all fighting for or all wanting the same thing, they all think they <laughs> yeah. have the same role. They all think right. they are to the be hero. The, the one. Right. Yeah. Everyone's the hero of their own story. Mm-hmm. But in, in also the argument against uh, Araco, they just want war. They At just they, love fighting. They just love killing. Ay, ay, ay. You get the start of our conversation in the quiet council chamber. What sets Orcus apart? The difference in this foe attacking on all sides. Now, Orcus is a Krakoan era specific villain, first mm. appearing in House of X number one. We're talking at the comic shop about... Villains that are specific to Krakoa that have just gradually been built up over the last couple of years. And then what we were talking about in our Patreon episode, Children of the Vault. Oh, my God, y'all. Are a legacy characters type. You know, they are they Alicia did not know that the Children you of the Vault. You want to hear my genuine reaction to the previously fact that experienced. they even existed before those three issues of X-Men. You got you got to subscribe to our Patreon. I had zero idea. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Don't give it all away. But my goodness. We touch on the fact that they know about the resurrection protocols and it should have gotten out. Uh, a common thread of two of the conversations. Should have, but it didn't. Yeah. And we have our council ideologies as they give our first strokes at a vote. The diplomatic queens. We got the unscrupulous Shaw. <laughs> Colossus's murder team like yeah just send an x-force to deal with it but also in what ways is colossus like when is colossus colossus and when is colossus in the realm of oh my gosh what's his name chronicler the chronicler he's not i mean we don't know we don't know if there's any distinction or if it's just at certain times he is taken over by the chronicler's influence but like in this instance he says perhaps the less we know the better and so he's saying the council shouldn't shouldn't know we should just let x-force do it but if the chronicler was in control in that moment he would want the council to know as much as possible well the chronicler's ideas are not the same as mikhail's right they what the chronicler wants well, the and also, Chronicler I don't, doesn't really get what he wants. Right. But he does 
he has been shown to resist. I don't know exactly how it works. I don't think he's getting like a live feed update. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's seeing through Colossus's eyes. He's just encouraging Colossus to send them certain images. actions and to send them images about layouts and things. Yeah. I just, I just thought that was such an interesting, the less we know, the better was such an interesting phrase to me for him because, for him to say specifically yeah. in that I was like, is there some part of Colossus that knows that if he knows something that Mikhail's going to find out about it? Does he know? Does he have a bad feeling? Does he, is he having like weird dreams at night where He's getting a cross, like, I don't know. I don't know. think he knows, but yeah, it's interesting. Just, just relative to what we know about him. Really struck me as a poignant piece of dialogue. We've got our pacifistic preacher man. Not having it. Yeah. And the man, Magneto, talking about meat. I don't understand that sentence. <laughs> what? I eat my meat rare as a reminder of the great cost of my survival. Yep. I kill you to survive. Listen, Magneto. You don't want to get food poisoning. <laughs> Be careful. On to the Orcus petals. Second use of the connecting dialogue. I love it. It's just mm-hmm. obviously Stasis was saying something else, but it just reads so well. And before we talk about what is actually being said, Abigail. I can't. Damn, girl. Instantly in Orcus. Instantly. Do you see? And you see in the org chart, she took Gyrick's position. Yeah. She killed him and then jumped in the, that spot before he even was hit by a spaceship in space. No thoughts about it. No. No, because this is war. You know, this is what they want. They want war. But also, hey, that Modoc character. <laughs> I would like to meet this killing machine. <laughs> oh, Nimrod. Yes. I love Nimrod's devastation in this as he comes to free Modoc. But also, no survivors. Then he just rips a dude in half and says nice to meet you yeah (laughs) dr stasis's dialogue it's just it's fun because he's a he's a relatively new character that we don't know much about and Mm. it's just kind of campy hello uh is it mr see for me in the the beginning of this book the first couple pages the the council pages i was like oh i don't know if i'm feeling the art style on the faces and then I turn the page and I get to this epic battle scene and I am in love yeah. with the art style. There's a couple. Yeah. Just, I'm not sure. But then I thought overall it was really great. Yeah. This is a his first time. Yeah. And that's what this I'm saying. This is not the like, regular At first, I think I was just thrown off by the difference different of style. the faces. And then I flipped to this page and I was like, okay, it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Like that top panel with the boom and the Nimrod explosion and... This one where Nimrod's ripping a guy in half. Yeah. But Dr. Stasis is like, hey, we uh, we got this little startup close to my heart called Orcus. Perhaps you've heard. <laughs> I also love how when he says hello to Modoc, he doesn't just say hello. He That's says, what I was saying. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, just Mr. Modoc. Dr. Modoc. Would you like just to, Modoc. Would you like to join us in a little freelance murder for a bit? Modoc's like, yep, I'm in. Let's yeah. go. This and really, Orcus in general, if you think about it, is the human equivalent of Apocalypse and Sinister sitting at the council table, mm-hmm. right? I trust mutant over man, period. Like, it doesn't matter what they've done previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about this data page and your um, I lost, sunlight discovery. lost my mind. So if you follow us on Instagram, stories, I posted it today. I posted it on Twitter yesterday. I was reading 
my issue near the window and it was just as the sun was going down and I could see through the redacted blocks to actually see text in the script as it was written. And it makes sense. So shall we reveal this redacted text? Okay, so we start at the top of the data page. It says, Orcus Protocol. In light of multiple deep parallel studies of current geopolitical trends, consensus holds that terrestrial domination by... Homo superior... Is... Statistically inevitable. Avoidance of this eventuality demands... Sustained resistance. In every theater, physical, economic, and psychological. And then the data page goes on. And then the bottom redacted ones I think are so funny. Yeah, it's so interesting because they take two ways to not tell us any new information. We we started this conversation saying, okay, well, you know, when we weren't sure if everyone could see this or what the if this was intentional by Marvel was like, okay, well, would they normally put words in where the redacted text was or would it just be a block? And from the ants, the covered up spots on the bottom, the words that are underneath there, it seems like they have to have enough letters to fill the space of the redacted text. So they put but something also, in the bottom. But they're also legit words that work for, uh, and they're different too. So like right. the two differences, I just feel like. But they're a different length of words. So maybe whatever they're going to put in there, they don't want you to think that it's the same length. So they put. Two different words in there so that this, the bars are different sizes. To be decided under culture and narrative and placeholder under sociology and modeling. It's interesting. And yes, I went back and checked some other issues. I, I checked Inferno number one, which I believe is one of the last pages that had redacted text that I remember. And then I went back and I checked Way of X number one, mm -hmm. which was the first that I can recall of us seeing an Orcus Protocol page like this with the different petals. And I brought that up to the sun to see if that had something. And like I definitely, in my reading of Hawksbox, had checked, like held the redacted pages up to the light to try to look through them. But you also read a reprinted. Oh, right. Not the original. Right. And you cannot see these at all in the digital copy. Yeah. So I think that I, I think it is a printing error. And yeah. It wasn't intentional to be able to see through it. But if you hold it up to some intense light or the sun. Yeah. Or like hold it on the right angle under a light. Yeah. You can see it. I think it's funny too that like to be decided, to be is one word as if it's a first name. Yeah. And then decided as if it's a last name. And then place is a first name and holder is a, a last name, which is just, it's just comical. But that was a fun little surprise. Yeah. This is the most fleshed out Orcus org chart that we've seen with two main new ex-villains, our two guys, Phelong and Dr. Stasis. And Abigail Brand, she's the number two. And we got Killian Devo, Director Devo, the Omega Puppet, as I started calling him. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Now we got that title page. Yeah, so much happens in this so issue. Throw your hands in the air. And I, I got to say, it was really a missed opportunity for it to say throw your hands up in the air because that's a song that's really popular right now and that's what i heard on the tiktok it's like throw your hands up in the air throw your hands up in the air and that's all i heard when i read it but anyway the, the title is throw I'm your hands sure in the air jerry's like a 40 year old guy he's not he's not watching the same tiktoks as you you don't know the anything. rule of three written by jerry dugan art by cf villa Color art by Marte Gracia. Letters by Clayton Cowles. B.C.'s Clayton Cowles. Never. All right. 
the Great Ring. Oh, stormy, storm, 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 storm. Why would they want to go back to Amenth? Like, hey, guys, we miss war. Don't we miss war? Well, when you only know one thing and you define yourself around being able to fight and kill and be in war and then you get placed in a new habitat where that's not a thing, you lose your sense of self-worth. And so they don't know how to survive without it. Storm's like, you'll get your war. We just took a planet. It's coming. Yo, Storm is hot in this issue. Oh, yeah, right? Long, long legs. She's fire. And she's speaking directly to Araco. Yeah. Which is awesome. Right. They're communicating in some way. What's with this continued it's abstain vote? Is that Iska's deal because she just follows like where the majority or victory is going? And she- also, why are they allowed to abstain? It, like, you should have to vote. If you're on the council, you should have to make a choice. No, you can. Both, both councils abstain today which that was yeah it's just interesting it's silly it's always interesting to think about iska's power like does she she only finds the right side when it's clear Mm. it's almost like a precog in a sense yeah i do like getting we got more tarn we got more iska yeah and red root yeah that's exciting but yeah this nice touches of arako communicating with storm the only way she can the the flower i didn't yeah, notice it at so first beautiful. and then i saw it yeah. just the where that comes up and how storm notices it slightly off to the side and it's creating red roots right and it's saying hello i'm giving you a signal right so it made me thought about arako and red root is red root related to arako in some way is there well it they... seems like later on right. the conversation is is arako wants her voice back right so i think red root is essentially the, the physicalization dug no absolutely of it, it definitely arako she, she definitely is the dug yeah it's just i'm questioning where does red root come from because it seems mm. as though arako is able to almost produce red root in some form yeah or like a maybe that's just a symbol of of her right. of like go get her i'm trying to send you a message Praise Tarn everywhere, but not in Arako's house. <laughs> I love Arako just like smacks Tarn down. And the smile. Shut up, Tarn. The smile from the island. Yes, like the little smirk. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. X on Oblitus. Oh, these two. This was great. I mean, all right. This was a gift, a long awaited for and asked for gift. Coming in hot with donuts. Too little too late, maybe. I want to give it a slide because there's so many characters, but... I don't because both of these characters have actively been in books the whole era and everybody's been like, hey, what's going on with Gambit? What's going on with Rogue? Where's my story? Mm-hmm. This was a nugget. This was a step in the right direction and I do want to applaud it because it was beautiful. It was a step in the right direction and it also gives them action and character development yeah. and insight like with Destiny and yeah. the mother-in-law situation. This, this was so much character work. So good. If you really want to boil it down, this was our villain of the month. You know, this bar that they brawl up Mm. as they work towards one of their bigger goals, trying to get info on Game World. I just love seeing the two of them together. Right. And And I feel like that's what we haven't gotten any of. And I love that right in X-Men, the issue before, I believe, is when they say that the the team that's in space, maybe it's two issues ago, but they talk about that. And then we had seen in the issue before they announced it, we had seen Rogue and Gambit together on Arako. And I like that... Rogue. Oh, right, on Black, uh, Black Panther. Yeah, and I like that Gambit just went with Rogue. Yeah. and But he's not 
just like Not hanging around. Member, yeah. He's just do. He's still doing something. He's helping. He's participating. He's doing more than he was in Excalibur. Yeah, and he's not giving up his jacket. No, because it's cool. They're here for information, and they didn't get any. But Gambit, when, it was still great. Gambit, when I wish for your input, you will be well aware. Oh, <laughs> Destiny does not like Gambit. Oh, the other mutant. What does she say to him later? Oh, she says so many things. Honestly, she her reactions are what made me cackle out loud. That's what I was thinking when I was reading, and I was like, "This is what Justin the, was the laughing hate at. you." The <laughs> yes, panel. that oh, one. When she's just like, "I hate you," hate me. and she's like strangling him. <laughs> I put it up on as a post. This Mister and Mrs. X reference, right? So that's a story of their wedding and honeymoon adventures that happen afterwards. I also love that this guy just like. Goes for Gambit and Rogue is like, not today. Not my husband. Yeah. Cleaning up after. Rogue protect her man. <laughs> they gave it a good try. Yeah. And I just, so. <laughs> There's not enough time in the world or alcohol in this bar. You are my disappointment made flesh. It's so fun. I, even the, when, when I learned Rogue married a bumpkin thief from the bayou, I asked them <laughs> to kill me again. The shade. <laughs> the shade. Oh. The shade of destiny. The Brothers Eye cosplay said, I guffawed yesterday after Destiny's final line in that conversation. <laughs> oh, and man. Lavender Supernova was talking about how Nightcrawler and Iceman in, they're like, I don't really like Gambit either. <laughs> Nightcrawler's like, I'm here because Rogue is my family and I also do not really like Gambit. <laughs> oh, poor Gambit. I like him. Everybody loves him. I think he's great. <laughs> Shout out to Decaying Pumpkin 13, who is getting married to their Remy today. Oh, congratulations. Happy wedding day. That's beautiful. Send us a picture. Um, <laughs> so basically, the, these two like create a huge mess and a tussle. To and get they get nothing. no information. And Destiny was like, um, I told you so. I told you this. But we needed it because this was great. And it was a place for the dialogue to happen oh yeah i have no problems with them doing this and us getting no information i thought it was fantastic beautifully drawn beautifully colored beautifully written hysterical perfection data data page okay can i tell you the lack of symmetry or like even spacing of these votes in this black box on this data page is infuriating (laughs) to me yeah why is the yes so far over to the right? Just fix it. Just make it centered. This is a rush. You know, we're trying to get this issue out. No, I don't care. <laughs> so we got our yes votes from Shaw, Exodus, and Magneto. What they're voting for is what they're going to do against Orcus. Are they going to retaliate? We got our nose from the Red Queen, the White Queen, Nightcrawler, Colossus, and Storm. And our abstentions from Sinister, Mystique, Destiny, and Xavier. Xavier's like, I want to be one of the manipulative villains, please. (laughs) You are, Chuck. Don't worry. He's like, Destiny, Mystique, like me again. Can I be one of your team? Uh, I think it even says that Xavier, in seeing where it was going, was like, "Ah, I can abstain now. And also, this last little bit about Bishop. Bishop just wants to go to war? He's the war captain. Well, yeah, but... It will be interesting to see what will be the straw that breaks the camel's back. And now I know who I need to work on. Which I feel like that's going to lead into Marauders Mm, with Kate. Marauders. Catherine. 
Let's go. This last couple pages oh too. Sunfire. Gosh, I love this. Lighten it up. There's so many great sections. I love Sunfire just having his own little habitat. A little moon temple. Taking taking a moment to just be by himself. And to see him using his powers to build a house yeah. is so interesting. It's so cool. And all then of the, all of the warriors that he's destroyed. And then he grew this little tree. Well, him and Araco together. Him and Araco, yeah. Which I just feel like is a cool setup for their future story. Yeah. And then enter Lady Deathstrike. Yikes. What does that mean? Well, can you tell what the that Krakoan is? It's the thing we have short supply of this week. Wolverine. Wolverine. But this preview image of Wolverine. Yeah. I'm excited for what Laura's got coming her way. I don't know. I just feel like she's getting amped up and I'm ready for it. She needs something. She's ready for it. We've been waiting for her. She can handle it. What'd you think? Fantastic. Big Action packed. Lots of... I felt like that was a great way to check in with a bunch of different areas, but still have things be connected to get updates. It gave us character development. The art was great. Like, I just, I thought it was full of goodness. Like a bag full of goodies. It definitely was. I I mean, honestly, it was so good. It was a lot of dense story bits from all over the tapestry of where things are at, of what is being weaved here, right? Mm -hmm. This was one of, if not my favorite issues of this series, just because of how much exploration it did in the narrative, the character moments. I would like to take a poll of if you say that after every new x-men issue i do not because it's every other if anything (laughs) because i and it it, i swing there are some i do not like at all and then there are some is like this is really good this is really good yeah the you you even have your villain of the month like i said with the oblitus the scoundrels but that was the b plot this time and everything else was working in the foreground Seeing yeah. this, knowing how wildly my opinion swings week to week or month to month on this mm. book, I just wish there was more balance across issues. I dislike one. I love the next. This issue is chock full of character threads. Most others have one beat of character and a monster battle and then B-plot teases. Mm. Balance across the line. But you know this does then speak out that much more against everything else. Yeah, I thought this issue was I really loved great. It. Really, really great. As I was thinking about it, this seems to tee up some things in Immortal X-Men, X-Men Red, and even Knights of X with yeah. Otherworld yeah, and Yeah, it's getting so much set up, but not in a way that just feels like this Funky. is just a setup. Right. It's like still world building and still progressing the story that's currently happening, but giving you little offshoots for what could be additional stories. Yeah. We got questions. Let's get them. Abigail Brand. Whoa. What game are you playing? Like, whose side are you on? Abigail Brand is on Abigail Brand's side. Yeah. JPV Calvalcanti wonders if she's really become a traitor. This seems backwards to her plan, what she was trying to do. But I don't know. I think this fits entirely with what she's trying to do. She's working Orcus against Krakoa. She's not really on Team Orcus. Orcus is just a means to an end of what she needs to get her her power yeah she's on team orcus the same way she was on team exactly. mutants like she's gonna build her way to get to the top to get her own thing and the, i don't know how she can 
really be successful without anybody that she trusts or without any team. Like you are going up against these giant teams. Who are going to hopefully take each other out as she establishes next steps. It's just, it's interesting to think of what now Orcus might know about the mutants expansion plan. Because Because we've seen that teased in sword or sword related missions. There was that voices issue that had the, the couple pages story. I think it was the heritage one. Yeah. But then I also think about it and I'm like, you Risk. know, she could be, she could be moira and she could be so... Deep state. She said straight out like... I'm playing mutant, the game. Mutant doesn't define me. Like that's not who I am. So maybe she's so against that being a defining factor that she really is on Team Orcus. And she really does want them to not be, you know, have dominion over the world because... She wants she wants to do that, but not under the realm of being a mutant. She just wants to do it because she did it. Yeah, but she also has a, a plan in mind of where she's going with it, right? She's a spacer. She's on a galactic scale. She's trying to ready the soul system for what it needs to be to, to compete on the intergalactic theater. I just think she's too full of herself. Absolutely. 100%. Eyes only. <laughs> Let's talk MODOK. MODOK. The Pikachu asks, what are Orcus going to use MODOK's cruise ship virus for? And and to preface this, I want to call out what they say about it, this fight or flight response that happens when the virus is ingested. I feel like they're going to use it in some way to frame the mutants for something. And they maybe could, I really have no idea, so I'm making up this answer yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. But I think it could be something like they they We're infuse the it. No, but like they infuse it or substitute it for like a mutant drug to try to make it seem like the mutant drugs cause this adverse reaction in humans or that the mutants purposely did this to humans or something. I think they're go- they're not just going to use it as a weapon because humans are the ones that it affects and that's not their target. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to use it in some sort of framing, blackmailing CD I think that's deception. Especially if you inject it somehow into the drugs. But think about that that's happened before, right? We had that with the petals mm. in Wolverine. So my thought of like what they could be doing is trying to push the mutants into aggression by unleashing this on Krakoa, where they're like fighting each other, they're destroying each other because it's surrounded by water. Ooh. It's a water delivered virus. Or but or they use it on humans and then like basically sick the humans on the mutants. And so, so the mutants have to defend, themselves. Have to defend yeah. themselves, but they have this kill no man. But then the humans are like bananas aggressive and, and they have no choice. And then someone's looking at it with their phone and they're live streaming the whole thing. Yeah. Imagine. So or, or are they trying to get people to flee Krakoa with the fight or flight? And then I thought, what if. Well, does it work on mutants? Because it's only been tested it. on humans. Yeah, we haven't seen that. Or if it might need to be refined. Maybe that's why they have mutant test subjects. Mm, maybe. Imagine if Orcus used Phobos to just drop this on the Iraqi people and you have your war society at war with themselves. Oh, no. that's those mute. The Iraqi mutants would go bonkers. Right. They would be And that would take terrifying. out the problem of the overpopulated planet before them yikes rufi o'connor michael wants to know how we feel about modok's inclusion in all of this he's not an ex-villain 
I like Modoc. I didn't really know much about him. Then there was that show that we like kind of started watching, and then I was like, "Oh, Modoc is like disturbing," but but fun, fun. For and kids. I, I mean, I think you. Not that we don't have enough evil scientists running around, but I'm into it. I think it's. I think it is a interesting story point to have the human scientists starting to, you know, gather sort of like their own kind to create their own army and they need to build up Orcus. They need to keep it going. So who else to go to than and and tying in the Marvel universe as a whole Yeah, is interesting. I feel like that's part of the reason I, I do like it. I like how they arrived there too. It wasn't just, hey, Modoc's here. He's doing something. Like, they used an issue to tee that up and mm. now have worked him in. And the plans make sense, right? Orcus right. has been foiled just now by mutants well don't you want to do bigger things and wouldn't you want to do that without mutants interfering okay you've sold me on that point i like the fact that it, it connects to the larger marvel universe because i feel like that's where the x-men narrative is going is mm. that it's being beyond it's building to beyond just x-men what is where is he originally from aim captain america yeah i feel avengers. like i feel like they've been sort of tying in avengers and fantastic four throughout so I mean, that's basically where you, where you sample. You, know, you have the high evolutionary, you have nightmare. Yeah, so I feel like that's that's pretty on brand with what they've been doing. It's just it's new to this title. Yes. Yeah. So it's just you know. I like it. I think it's good to expand. I think it's good to expand the villain pool, but keep it within universe instead of just making up a new villain. You know, you've got so many to pull from. But at the same time, I really like the two or three now that we have. Right, Cordyce Cordyceps and... isn't new. He was previously existing, but Stasis and Phalong, I think, are great additions. Yes, and especially oh, oh, incorporated to Orcus. But you have to think like Orcus as an entity is searching the world in which they already live for people, and so it's it's an interesting and cool universe tie-in, and then it also is a draw to say, hey, do you like Modoc as a villain? Well, he's in the X-Men now, so come read these books. Yeah, and if we know anything about how frequently we actually see Orcus, we're not going to see Modoc for another couple months. You know, we'll see Orcus you in will, six months. Orcus will disappear in the background, and then Modoc will come up in a year or so. <laughs> hey, I've been working on this new thing. So we're talking about all these X-Villains, right? Mm-hmm. Devin underscore Sawi wonders, who do we think Dr. Stasis is? Does he have an identity that we know or is he fully new? Is he just a guy that's been working on this in his own world? Same as Phalong. First appearance is now no, X-Men 1. I think Dr. Stasis could be somebody. Especially with... But I have no idea who. It's just what makes me think that he could be is because we've never seen his face. Right. And it's always shrouded in shadow or it's now helmeted up that's such a good question who is he right do you have any thoughts of who he could be he's some kind of geneticist i you know i was thinking is he connected to weapon x in some way is he the professor or would it dr be, cornelius would it be or are they dead i don't bonkers and not possible if he was like another version of sinister who didn't get didn't end up implanting himself with the X gene. Like a rogue clone that's now just... No, like 
Yeah, maybe. Or right, like an out of out of a control. Non, but a non-mutant right, sinister. Yeah, yeah. And just, and that's what Sinister sees. And he sees it as a, a an epox to what, the fact that he's embraced mutantdom. And Destiny shows him that and it blows his mind. Hmm. Destiny's like, you're Dr. Stasis. <laughs> Back in 1918, I don't know. We'll see. You will become Doctor Stasis. I don't know, but there was a really interesting. You that know, would talk be about, amazing if that was if that was right. <laughs> you know, talk about Mister Sinister and who he really is or could be. There was a really interesting interview with Claremont about his upcoming Gambit series and what his intentions were with Gambit and Mister Sinister and how they were connected in some mm-hmm. way beyond where it went. Well, Doctor Stasis, like, what is that? Does that make you think of anything? Does Stasis stand for something? I'm really intrigued by this question. I think that's a great question. Because he has to be somebody. Yeah, they wouldn't tease it. They wouldn't keep him hidden for so long if his identity didn't matter. And I never really thought of that before now. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about Arako. Okay, let's talk about it. Storm is the regent of soul and interim voice of Arako. Love the story for Arako and the continued conversation of her identity outside of Krakoa's. I just feel like that is always something that sticks out to me. Mm. And I went back to Ten of Swords Stasis, the halfway point of the event where Red Root confronts Summoner for what they've gotten us into. It's so funny that I just was like, Stasis, Stasis. What does Stasis mean? And then you oh, go back to the issue called Stasis. Interesting. And that is a connection point to the... Ooh, I wonder if that has... What it, so what is in that issue? That is essentially the Iraqi response to what's going on. Uh, them entering the Contest of Champions. Or the contest, that's not it. That's a game. <laughs> Them entering this the tournament, the Ten of Swords, right. <sighs> you came to us, begged for a piece of her, which she gave in hopes of reunification. And you return here with what? The promise of violence? More violence? No wonder Arako doesn't want to go back to Amenth because well, Arako, they don't want that war. They just want to chill. I think where Arako is at is where Krakoa is going to be soon. Right. It's like... Y'all I am a, I am an entity. I am a being. I have a say in what you do with me. And y'all are not listening. Yeah. And I'm letting you live on my land. I'm letting you, I'm giving you everything you need. And you're not taking me into consideration at all. Yeah. You're just using me. And they're not going to stand for it much longer, I don't think. Right. We even saw some of that tension with Red Root saying like, hey, and, and Summoner's argument was, well, they're going to come for you regardless. Like, something's going to happen. Right. And I'm promising that you will be reunified. Mm. Promise unfulfilled. And torn. If you can't get yourself out, you're no then longer you're no longer Rocky. one of us. Mr. X, Mrs. X, and the mothers-in-law. I I loved this. I just felt like it's so good. It was so funny. So good. It's interesting because we don't get the reveal to either of them that Destiny is alive. Right. So when Rogue sees, like, she knows... The destiny they is must have been. There must have been one of those giant resurrection parties at yeah. some point. There was something, one of Destiny's lines of dialogue when she's saying about once this ordeal with the X-Men is over and you're by our side for the trials that are yet to come, where she's talking to Rogue about joining her and Mystique where they can work together for what's happening. My I thought that was God. really foreboding. And like everything Destiny says, you got to read Deeper into everything Destiny says is a double meeting. PJ had a question about Omegas and the Omegas on Arako. And 
whether like how many of them are omegas and especially in re- mm. relation to all of the ones that sunfire just wiped the floor with yeah and, and i think just the way that he's talking sunfire is he on the path to becoming omega in the same way that sync was fast-tracked into becoming essentially omega maybe because how many times has sunfire been resurrected right right and, you and know? testing and it those seems powers like and... resurrection amps them up and amps them up and amps them up right it just gives you a, a fresh starting point with the combined power that you've previously had yeah i mean i don't know i definitely think there are more omega Arago, Araki. Araki mutants than there are krakoan mutants absolutely and and they seem to have cultivated them into leadership roles more. So, like, the entire council I would is say it's like Omega. 70-30, 60-40. Like, well, there's also the volume difference of Iraqis to... Right, but I'm Kokoans. saying, like, the percentage of Iraqi mutants that are Omega is, like, 60-40. And then the percentage of Krakoan mutants that are Omega is, like, 90-10. You're right. You know, right, like, right. that's what I... Even less than ninety ten, probably. Like ninety five list. five. Right, right, right. Yeah, ninety seven three. I don't yeah, know, yeah. but I just it was. Cool I think to... it's definitely like a um, like a different class of mutants. You know, like it's the the one. Well, I don't want to say like the one percent, but you know, it's a good chunk of their population. But they are definitely held at a higher, in higher regard than yeah. the rest. And it seemed, I, I assumed, I think when we were reading Sword, that to enter the Circle Perilous to fight for a seat on the table, you, you have, have to, to be, be an Omega because yeah. they will not allow you to be on the council otherwise. And here you're going to fight an Omega mutant? Right. Uh, last question from Lukart underscore Hawks. He's concerned. Justly. Okay. Why, Why do they keep on teasing stories that lead to nothing? I'm kind of new to Marvel Comics. Is this normal? Let me tell you, I am also infuriated with this, but I've heard that it's normal and we're going to have to get over it. Yeah. I don't want to get over it. I want every question answered, every thread sewn into something, every story followed up on, but it seems that that's just not plausible. Yeah. I want to answer this in a couple of ways. I thought about this for a little while because I was like, oh, yeah, that I feel exactly what you're saying. Yes. I had three answers for this. Okay. So there are drop story threads often, especially when a new writer comes on and they want to do their own thing, they'll not reference or tie up anything that's been previously set up. They'll just, hell, even even current writers do that and they drop threads. They just throw a bunch of balls in the air and they try to then tie them together later on. Mm-hmm. They might not necessarily have a long-term plan for everything that they've set up. The X-Line specifically has been playing a long game, right? We talked to Ben Percy in our interview where he said that Hickman wanted them to not break anything in this first phase. It was all about expansion, building up things to destroy them later. You look at his title of Mm X-Men, Hickman's, and that was literally just putting another thread into the ether to play with later on, to break later on when they get to that. Seeds on top of stories for another time down the line. Mm -hmm. And then the storyline that I'm reading this question in reference to is Ben Urich, primarily because I'm still ticked about it, (laughs) <laughs> that was super interesting, and it feels like it was just dropped as nothing and abruptly tied up. And I, I even the fact that it was sync and not the council, which was another tease within a tease. But see, I don't think that that's a story thread that that didn't get 
an ending. It got an ending. It's just not the ending you want. It was an unsatisfying ending. It did not get an ending. It got a... It got canceled. The season got canceled and rebooted as a different project. Yeah, but they still addressed it. There are so many things that just go unaddressed. And then you're like... I guess that, yeah. Is this ever coming back? Or But if they just didn't address that, that was a tease for several issues. No, I know what I'm saying. That one specifically. Yeah, they had to do something with it. I'm I'm worked up. I know you're heated. You're getting all fired up. I'm going to go. I'm going to New York and I'm telling Ben myself. Yeah, okay. Good luck with that. Let me know how that goes for you. Um, I'll be here um, to bury you when you get back. Dun, dun, dun. No, but but there are things that like get mentioned or... You know, what happened with Game World? What's going on? I mean, that's yes, still that's in the background. I mean, Rogue that's... and Gambit were looking for Game World, but right. and that, I'm sure that's there been are a referenced... million things that I could go back and be like, what about this? What about this? What about this? Sure. And it's it's literally just, if it never gets tired, you think of Fallen Angels with the storyline of Quanon's daughter right. that then got tied up with Hellions in Zeb Wells. Yeah, but what about the... But he might not have done that. But what about the whole thing that was like the drug that was involved and the the people who yep. were like all of that that led into that story? Whatever happened with that? Nothing. 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 So yes, no, kind of all the time. It's comics. It's you, the worst, but you have to just be okay with it. If That's you what don't have like a singular vision from one person that has like, hey, here's my story. It starts with one. It ends with 12 and it'll be super satisfying yeah. at the end and maybe give me a backdoor to a sequel, but not counting on it. That's it. Whoa. That was a great amount of questions. I yeah, love thank that. You. I'm totally that excited to do that every week now. Just pop that little questioner in the Instagram story. So I feel story. like if you want to do that after you're done reading the issues, then we won't have spoilers from questions because, yeah. hey, I, I do want to say that too. We don't, I don't know about you guys, but we don't read our comics on Wednesday morning. Like we try to keep it as spoiler free for as long as we can and, and just try to get hyped about the issues and the content and talk about like yeah. some connection points. Try to stay relevant without ruining your day. Exactly. Uh, so, but it's fine to message us about the comics, but just preface your message with, Hey, have you read the books yet? Right. right. And then wait for us to respond. Yes or no. Yeah. Before we send you the thing, because I don't want to see a spoiler. And I, I, I generally on Wednesdays, I'll stay away from the page so that I don't see the spoilers, but you know, we get physical books. We Justin goes to the comic shop. Shop doesn't open until 11 or noon. I get them around noon and I talk to the shop. Talk to Chris for a while, and then I just hang out and I read my comics. And then you don't read them until Thursday. I don't read them until Thursday because I don't get home from work until late at night on Wednesday, and then I don't read at that time. So if I could read them on Wednesday morning, I would. But then I, I just I love supporting a local shop. Right, right, and I like the physical books more than the digital books. Yeah, I'll get off my soapbox now and sit back down. That's enough. At the microphone. There was something that you said during the Patreon episode that I was like, we need to bring this out for everybody to hear because it was a look back at the Wolverine books and it was something that I just feel like one of those moments where I want Justin to have that I knew it or I called it moment so we need to like put it out there. Play the tape! At least a handful, a couple hundred years, like 400 years maybe, 500 years. Crazy. And she's been watching him the entire time. So she is with the librarian or with the culture of the librarian who are preparing for ascendancy. 
whether or not it's life six or life 10, she is with that post-humanity that... What are your thoughts on that little nugget of information? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you have feelings about it? And um, do you want to subscribe to our Patreon for just $3 a month? I think there's no Wolverine this week, but we should do our afterthoughts oh we should do afterthoughts on, on x-men x-men cool yeah. all right that's so they'll still get something okay that's enough yeah. that's enough talk about the patreon because regardless of whether you support us on patreon or not or you're grateful us, for or you're you part of our community right. on online we you, love it we we love interacting with you we love sharing with you what's next week i don't know we got I, two <laughs> weeks of wolverine you, we get lives and deaths you just said earlier that you can't read any more comics and what do we have, like 27? We have so many comics next week. So it's Lives and Deaths, number four, mm-hmm. each of them. So that's two. Okay. You got Sabretooth, number two. Okay. You got X-Men Legends, number 12. That's the Claremont one with Destiny and Kitty and Nightcrawler on the cover. Oy, oy, oy. You got Women of Marvel, number one. Oh, yeah. I like going to read that one. I'm really excited about. You got Captain Carter, number one. Oh, yes. And then I have Devil's Reign number five and Strange Academy 17. Oh my God, Captain Carter, she's finally here. I'm so happy. Well, there you go. She's going to read the comics anyway, folks. <laughs> I'll find time to do it. It'll happen. So until next time, old friend. Charles, where's my Wolverine? Ridiculous. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.